Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 102. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. I'm Olwen Ringrose. And I'm Rebecca Bees. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be looking back on the Fujimura Challenge with its artistic expression, kintsugi themes and slow art, and setting a new challenge for October. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is the first time we've ever had this team together. Do you think... By the end of this, we'll be known as the Fab Four. <laughs> Chances are slim to none. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we can we'll do our hope. best. We can, but dream. It's great. Uh, so good to have Owen. And I think, Rebecca, you've been on before, but Owen, this is your first time yeah. in the studio. It's a nice studio, isn't it? Um, lovely, yeah. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> this studio. We could be it, was worth, it was worth a long drive up. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say, Sam? With the two boys and two girls, we could be ABBA. <gasps> And they do it all virtually, don't they? They just—they've recorded it once, and then you just go and watch the holograms. That's so. true. Why don't we just do it with holograms? Yeah. Um, Sam, you have uh, been doing some stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, that is my interview technique. <laughs> I got it. I, I, there, I, I there do the penetrating question in the world. <laughs> you are a person. What have you been yes. up to? I've been, well, it was very exciting because uh, after our interview and then we started the Kintsugi Challenge and then out of the blue, um, Makoto Fujimura got in touch and said, you know that I'm in London, uh, would you like us to do a Kintsugi experience? <gasps> so it's not happened yet. It's on the 14th of November and it's not too late, hopefully, as people listen to this, to sign up. Uh, there are still a few places left. It's a little bit pricey. Um, mm. partly the exchange rate and partly just because it's really proper Kintsugi materials that you get um, which you can then reuse for other projects uh, but it's going to be absolutely amazing and what never normally happens with it, or very rarely happens is that Mako and uh, his wife Heijin don't normally rock up to these things, normally they, they've just trained people and people will lead you in it. but because they're in the country and because they really like the sound of what we're doing with the 12th song and they wanted to meet a bunch of people uh, they are going to be there hanging out so uh, if you're listening to this before the 14th, uh, jump on engageworship.org slash Kintsugi and hopefully there might be one or two tickets left and you can get yourself booked in and have a once in a lifetime experience. That is amazing. How cool is that? I'm really selling it because Rebecca says she can't make it and I hope the more I sell it, the more gu- guilty I she's going to feel. I am gutted. I can't make it. I And my daughter properly nearly cried when I told her I wasn't going you can't you have to go I'm like I just can't make it work I know she was so angry with me (laughs) I I have longed every time I do an interview Sam that that will be the one where someone gets in touch afterwards and says hey we're best buddies now let's hang out it's never happened to me Um, oh no no that's not true no Ryan moved to the UK didn't he so I'll take that one just to be Um, with you mainly to be with me i think yeah yeah more or less <laughs> i think that's what happened um cool and then you've got a thing coming up on the 19th yeah uh, 19th of november we're doing a training day in luton uh, we're calling it back to jesus just trying to think about what people need nowadays in terms of worship and obviously there's always lots of things you can talk about in terms of music and leading and blah 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 but actually feels like the most important thing is we we come back to jesus and just recenter ourselves on him so that's going to be our theme 
Uh, it's in Luton, very accessible uh, to people all over the place. Even if you're in, you know, America or something, just fly over. Um, yeah, we'd love to That's see the people there. Cool. Nice one. Um, I've got a list too. Do you want to hear my list? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, we launched the December Songs EP a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, something like that. That's been going down really well, actually. Um, I think uh, Do Not Be Afraid. That's really gr- People have been pretty keen on that. And I think Andy and Elise's song, which no one had actually heard before we released it, has really grabbed people my wife plays it non-stop we're trying to get on that the, you get these spotify stats that actually narrow it down to the town or city where the <laughs> the big the main listeners are we're trying to get loughborough right up the top but it's hard to do because sydney is surprisingly prolific um <laughs> we also opened the booking for the worship songwriter retreat next year so got about 45 people already in there um, so we have about 75 places or so, uh, but limited number of places in the main house. So if you actually want a, a room, an ensuite room, um, then there are only so many of those. But then we have we can expand in lots of ways with camping and dormitories and um, other stuff like that. So that's pretty exciting. Um, mm. And I can't remember if we had already booked Andy Piercy in by that point. Had we last last time? Mm, not sure. Well, we have. The wonderful Boom. Andy Piercy, who has worked with everyone you can think of, um, and uh, brilliant songwriter, producer, and just talks more sense on worship song writing, I think, than almost anyone I've ever heard. So I'm really excited Andy's coming to join us for the retreat. Um, Chris Juby, Andy Clark, and myself have booked our plane tickets, and we're heading out to the US in February. Um, and what that means is that in Ambridge, which as well as being in the Archers, is in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's going to be a United Adoration Resound Worship retreat on a Friday and Saturday, 3rd to the 4th of February. And um, I recognise the US is a big place and that doesn't necessarily bring us much nearer to you, but a bunch of people are coming across for it. So we, we'd love to gather um, lots of our US 12 Song Challenge people and um, hang out there. Uh, we're going to do a concert in Pittsburgh on the 6th of Feb and then we're also going to be at the Calvin Symposium from the 8th to the 10th and um, the Calvin Symposium on worship is just massive and has so much stuff going on and it's unlike other big worship conferences it's more academically oriented I suppose it's a it's a little bit less experientially oriented um, but I recommend it you know wherever you are so we'd love to see you there and we're going to we're trying to set up a little sort of evening gathering showcase for 12 song stuff as well so that's happening. Um, we discovered that we've got a 12-song challenge big band. Chris Taylor put something in the Facebook group saying, does anyone play a brass instrument? Turns out everybody does. <laughs> and so he's got, it's fantastic for doing this recording. So we're going to start the 12-song challenge big band at some point and go on tour, hopefully with that. Uh, got a writing camp next week to start working on some songs for our Songs of Hope and Songs of Lament collections and just generally anything, which is also very exciting. And uh, having mentioned Chris Taylor, I need to mention him again because um, he has very kindly been working away really hard behind the scenes to create a system for archiving all the stuff that Slack is going to delete. So you can now go to resoundworship.org forward slash 12 song challenge and you will see an additional button in the links, which is to an archive. And it now has all the song posts and comments and threads from September all in there um so we're not going to lose them they are there we have got them 
that's, so, good. so that's really good. And um, it hints a little bit towards some work that we're doing behind the scenes. For Can a much I more comprehensive system? Admit something. Uh, I don't know. Do you want us to stop recording? <laughs> Well, if it's if it's yeah, if if you consider it like a safeguarding issue, then you can delete it. But um, I had never been onto the Resound Worship Twelve Song Challenge like the members bit. Yeah, the, I I hadn't done that before until you said about this, and then I just gone on to see that Slack forum archive, and I was like, oh, there's all this cool stuff on here, like videos yeah. and just great stuff. So I can't be the only person that haven't hasn't done that. So if you haven't, log on to the resoundworship.org/slash Twelve Song Challenge thing and find i mean maybe i am the last person to go on it but no i don't think you are i think my almost most common thing i say to anybody 12 song challenge is oh yeah you can find the answer to that if you just go to that members <laughs> area that nobody goes to <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's there hey we put stuff there try and point it's it good um yeah and then there's other bits coming up um andy and elise are running a retreat in chester on the 11th and 12th of november um and then finally this wednesday which will be the 2nd of November. And then the following Saturday, there are online uh, mini retreats as well. Um, so look on Slack, look in the Facebook group for links to those things. Oh, you done it. Great. Yeah, come on. It's time to review October's Fujimura Challenge. Um, Sam, quickly remind us what the challenge was. Yeah, so we interviewed uh, Makoto Fujimura. He just dropped lots of truth bombs and uh, amazing stuff uh and we were like we can't narrow this down to one thing so we just said listen to the interview get inspired it could be a kintsugi style song it could be based on uh, an artist it could uh, could be some sort of cross-pollination idea uh, and people have just run with all of those seemingly all of those kinds of ideas we've got all kinds of different songs but yeah there does seem to be kind of lots of themes bubbling up and and particularly that sort of Kintsugi beauty from brokenness stuff is, is definitely becoming like a real a real theme that's emerging, I think. Mm. Um, uh, Olwen and Rebecca have joined us specially to help review this month. Um, just maybe start with some general reflections on what you've seen, how you think it's been going. Um, I think it's been like one of the more creative months we've ever seen. There's just been like people have let loose and suddenly like every chord you could possibly imagine has been used. <laughs> And um, every kind of um, musical genre and like loads of people seem to go towards jazz for some reason. There was more mm. jazz than ever before. And I think, you know, it's just got that freedom of using like different chords and stuff. I think it's been really, really interesting. Loads of different metaphors and um, cross pollination from loads of different artworks. You know, everything from Rembrandt to Banksy and AI generated things and poetry. It's just been like, as an artist, it's been like, oh wow, this is amazing. So yeah, it's been a fantastic month. Yeah, and I, I think I've loved the way that our boundaries have been taken off us so that we've been able to explore things. Normally we're stuck in, or we've got to write for our church and we've mm. got to write congregationally and other people, non-musicians need to be able to, to join us in this and to have those limitations taken off. We haven't produced an awful lot of congregational songs, but I think we will see the fruit of that in what we then come to write in the future. Um, and I think it's sort of released us a bit to explore more than what we think a congregational song should be. Um, and we may not have seen it this month, but I think it might be released into what we may come to write in future months because of the, mm. the freedom that we've had. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, how often 
even in other months, somebody says, I've written this thing, I'm pretty sure it's not congregational. And somebody else says, well, what do you mean by not congregational? Because I can sing it and uh, maybe it kind of is helpful in stretching those boundaries a bit, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. We were let out of our boxes. Yeah. Should we jump in then to some songs and hear um, what you have discovered from scouring the channels? Um, what's worth a listen this month? Uh, yeah, the first thing we, uh, we we noticed was from St. Martin's and Peter Assad, I think. Now I, now I understand how you have trouble saying everyone's names. We're going <laughs> to see how many we get right. Um, but yeah, Peter Assad, he, he did such a beautiful, um, very, very simple song. Um, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy. And I think what he managed to, to find in this was it was very simple um, and yet utterly worshipful. But he doesn't overly dwell on specifics of things that we've done wrong, um, but just focuses on bringing repentance to Jesus. So he's managed to create something that is corporately personal. And you can have lots of people in a room without having named something specific. They can bring their, their repentance to Jesus. And there's this incredibly beautiful line, um, much more than laws, I broke your heart have mercy. Mm. And when I heard that, I, mm. oh my goodness, it was like a dagger to my heart because I don't need to say anything to anybody else. And I don't need anyone to say anything to me. But there's this moment of God, I know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly what I've done um, in that line. And I can bring that to to God and, and to say, oh, I'm sorry. And so he's created this really simple, beautiful, uh, worshipful song um, that we can actually sing congregationally uh, together. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy. He was in the beginning. Son of God, have mercy. Lord 
Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy. Wowzers. That's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? Mm. That single note, that simple refrain, and just expands the thought just a tiny bit as the as it progresses through. So next up, we've got Jason Hufferdine and his song Illuminate. Um, and I really like this because it uses like really poetic language and it references the whole Kintsugi thing, but it's just like musically, it's really up my street. I know last month you had Elise who was talking all about the words and Andy was talking about the music. I'm <laughs> definitely more about Andy's camp. I was really drawn to all the um, sort of jazzy kind of unusual chords in this. And it's just really beautiful song. Shattered fragments in the dirt Catch hope of heaven's song And illuminate my heart Those ancient sounds I thought were lost Are dancing through the breeze They cause my soul to breathe again Breathe to breathe in it it's it's lovely it's that repeated breathe again breathe again you can feel yourself just stopping and taking mm. the time to do what it's telling you to do uh next up was candice emerson which um if you haven't had a chance to hear this but you're about to but it's got such a great vibe to it um so she was picking different parts of old songs that she had written and was sort of matching them together but you can't tell it really does sound like a complete song and um not only that she's 38 weeks pregnant and still manages to to sound like this so um it's really quite impressive on a, a number of levels um 
but yeah, it's it. I can really see people getting excited singing this and and, and coming together and having fun um, as they sing it. You know my every pain because you felt into you call me out of shame because you blood washed me anew. You know death by its name and still the demons flee from you. You have a pastor saying because the grave did not hold you. All praise, King Jesus, all praise. King Jesus, all praise. King Jesus, all praise. King Jesus. I know this truth you bring is truth. You set the captives free. I've heard the chains you break become the sound of victory. It echoes through the gates of hell that can't prevail against you, Lord. The proof is in your hands and feet. Your blood speaks a better word. All praise, King Jesus. All praise, King Jesus. All praise, King Jesus. All praise, King Jesus. Every song will live your holy name. really good we forgot about who was our friend from last time who's supposed to be on here shouting encouraging things in the background oh, yeah. yeah you got it you nailed it yeah so good <laughs> that was fantastic it's absolutely yeah. the kind of song i'd want to lead <laughs> yeah um rebecca is uh, uh, just a, a segue here it's it's so extraordinary in the sense that she says things like that and then does it like, I don't know anybody, Rebecca, who takes as many songs from the 12-song challenge or random weird thoughts, and then the next week says, I did them at church. Everyone loved it. It was great. And we all want to come to your church. It's just <laughs> so good. So, yeah. I don't know. That, that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, next we've got Tim Goodson's song, You Make All Things New. So he based this on the idea that like God's creation is so far from what he intended originally, but he used a whole load of different metaphors. So he went through music and painting and sculpture and photography and sort of like, what if your creation isn't like it should be? And and he's, he, he engaged really well with the community. He put, put up lyrics first and then he tweaked his lyrics and then he put up a version with just a guitar and then he did this like full production, which is amazing. Um, but I have to say, I actually prefer the guitar and voice version because I can't imagine doing anything with a f- that's got a full orchestra arrangement in my church. It was kind of like, whoa, that's... But it's a, a fantastic, really congregational um, song and it's just full of these um, beautiful sort of artistic metaphors. Fantastic. Well, we're going to listen to the full fat version because that's the one I've got downloaded. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
if your painting once vivid became black and white? What if your symphony once majestic lost all of its might? Such perfect expression created by your hand so far from your purpose make us whole again you're making us new to once again look just like you the image that once was in view god you make us Canvas remade, a brilliantly painted display. Your glory that never will fade. God, you make us new. What if your sculpture, once perfect, reshaped, lost its form? What if your photograph? The picture of you became torn Such perfect expression Created by your hand So far from your purpose Make us whole again You're making us new to once again look just like you The image that once was in view God, you make us new The canvas remade A brilliantly painted display Your glory yes. never <laughs> will fade I got That's all the good, feels with that one <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some be beautiful images and yeah. uh, language in there as well. I also, I think Tim is in, is he in Mississippi somewhere? And um, I like the brilliantly painted display because um, in in British English, that means really well painted. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> in American English, it means dazzlingly painted. Brilliant. Like we, we like a bit of brilliant in there. I loved in that, that first verse when I first listened to it. Um, I thought it was going to be talking to us about what if when we do things and it's not quite what we want. And when it flipped around to God's creation and how we've wrecked it, I, I was like, mm. it was like a gut punch. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, but, but beautiful, just sort of catches you. Really well mm. done. So this is so good. Let's let's squeeze two more in. Come on. So next we've got uh, Jonathan Knight and he's written a, a brilliant sort of all age, all encompassing, all inclusive song. And um, I sometimes get a little bit nervous about naming things because you invariably think somebody's going to be excluded. But I cannot imagine there being one person who doesn't sort of fit in with one of these categories. And I think he's done a fantastic job of um, including every kind of type of person um, within a call to worship song that I could really imagine just sort of happening um, at the beginning of a service, gathering people together. And I just think it is so much fun. Um, and he's just kind of nailed this, everybody in and everybody have some fun and look, come on, we're all going to worship God in the way that he's created us to worship. 
my honourable mentions. If I can find my document. Here we go. Um, For me, I loved Mike Clifford's uh, gritty political account of Jesus' life. Um, It was quite gut-wrenching and it was inspired by Banksy and you can really, really tell with the language that he's used. Um, He's kind of nailed, nailed that really. Um, Jonathan Budd, um, he did a fantastic song which he actually took the landscape of where he lives in Cornwall and the mines and the history of coaling and he's used a lot of that language and, and sounds in his final recording. Um, like Ray Hughes talks a lot about the sound of the land, what's the sound of the land where we live and I think that Jonathan has really sort of captured uh, something very special for um, worshipping within his local community with the uh, with the vocabulary and the imagery that he's managed to pull together for his song. Come all you singers and all you bell ringers, come all you drummers and prayers and strummers, gather musicians and all you technicians and worship. Come all you painters and flower arrangers Come all you gardeners and website designers Come all you bakers and tapestry makers And worship the maker of all Worship the Lord of glory Sustainer of all Tell our salvation story And worship the maker of all And artists and sculptors Actors, curators and administrators Builders and fixers and sewers and litters and worship Come all you dancers and wavers of banners Poets and preachers and Sunday school teachers Come all you cleaners and writers and dreamers and worship the maker of all Worship the Lord of glory There's more, but we're going to have to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. That line, just for, just before we cut it off, Come all you cleaners and writers and dreamers. That should yeah. be the name of Jonathan's album. I just... Cleaners, writers, and dreamers. I think it's brilliant. There's another bit in it where he does actors, curators, and administrators, and I wanted it to be actors, curators, and cake decorators. <laughs> so I thought they should be in there. So where are they? I also <laughs> like we missed somewhere. out the verse that says, "Open your laptops and take out your floor mops." Oh yeah, <laughs> ready to sing and pray, ready to mold some clay. Oh, oh, oh. that's a that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so finally, uh, for something completely different, um, Dave Shaw. So he uh, started thinking about the kind of meditative processes that 
uh, Makoto Fujimura was talking about how when he makes his um, pigments and stuff and how it's a real meditative process. I think I might have put two syllables in meditative. (laughs) 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 It's quite meditative. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think he said that there was a prayer that they used in his church where he uses the be still and know that I am God, but basically takes away a little bit from each the line each time so it's be still and know that i'm god be still and know be still and then just be at the end and mm. it's just really really simple and then he puts another um like a, a counter melody over the top of it and it's just so simple and really really effective it's just gorgeous be still and know that i am Be still and know that I am Be still and know Be still Be Be still and know that I am Be still and know that I am Be still and know Be still Be Be still and know that I feeling slightly guilty because he's in my team and I've somehow missed this one entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the only one, but it's amazing. Oh, let's anything else you want to just throw in there for an honourable mention now? Because there's so many, aren't there? And um, we can't listen to all of them, but if there's... Yeah, it was really hard to choose this month, actually. I had about 20 on my shortlist to share to start with. Um, I really liked Eleanor Law's uh, song. She she did something in seven eight, which is really Fantastic. unusual, and and lots of like rhythmic stuff going on, and that was really cool. Um, and uh, John Grummet and Ian Sparks did, both did things where you had like soundscapes underneath. A few people did this where they just, and they added like poetry or spoken word yeah. and stuff. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah and the other one I'd mention is Audrey Lytton, who wrote a song called um, "Beautifully Broken," and. Um, 
I, I listened to it. I'm mentioning this because it taught me a lot about how to engage with these songs because she played it on the guitar. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's quite a nice song. Had a couple of ideas of how I m- might help her with it. And I got on my piano and started playing it. I was like, wow, this is so much fun. This is a great <laughs> song to play. Yeah. So it kind of taught me that sometimes actually getting on, on there and playing it yourself and working it out kind of really brings a song alive. And she's worked on it since and she's added some extra stuff to it. It's, yeah, it's a lovely song. But um, yeah, that, that was like a learning point for me as much as the girls. Yeah. Great. Well, um, folks, jump on to Slack and search for these names and you can check out these um, other songs we're talking about. Do we have a star of the month? Star, 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 star of the month. Oh. (laughs) And our star of the month is... Sue Crossman. She's not only spent a lot of time uh, taking on board comments for the song that she's written, um, which looks like that's taken an awful lot of work and come to a very beautiful song. She seems to have been everywhere in and out of her team, um, commenting on, encouraging and making suggestions for other people's songs too. So yeah, well done, Sue. Yay! Yay! Star, star, star! (laughs) Twelve song challenge! Our challenge for November is the Two Corinthians Challenge. Yeah. Yay! So I looked back through uh, 50 years of the 12 Song Challenge, or maybe it's five <laughs> years and 50 challenges, whatever it is. Feels and like 50. We haven't actually set a book of the Bible apart from the Psalms, which, let's be honest, is a little bit obvious. Um, so it seemed time to address that balance. And it's also a nice sort of counterbalance to a pretty artsy challenge in October is to have a pretty biblical challenge in November. Um, So the plan here is we're going to write songs at 2 Corinthians. Why 2 Corinthians? It's because I quite like it and it's quite long. So there's plenty of stuff for us to work with. (laughs) I'm afraid that's as inspired as it is. Uh, But I think that's good. We'll assume it's the inspired word and it doesn't matter how inspired I am. Um, So, yeah... Here's here's what I suggest. I suggest you get the book of 2 Corinthians and you read it through a few times. Give yourself a few days. You know, it'll take, I don't know, half an hour to read it through or something, um, just over the course of a few days so that you let it sink in, get a sense of the feel of the whole thing. Um, Maybe make notes as you go. Maybe make voice recordings, little song ideas, melodies, spontaneous responses to it as you go. I personally am a really big advocate of reading the introduction to commentaries. I reckon lots of people skip the introduction to commentaries, but to me it's the best bit. Because when in at the beginning of a Bible commentary, it gives you a few pages, which is just a general overview of the book, the letter in this case, who it was to, what was going on, what some of the key themes are and so on. If you sort of slip that in between reading it through a couple of times, it just gives you a whole load of context and, and ways of understanding what's being said. And, and, you know, 2 Corinthians is a letter. It's actually, strangely enough, the fourth letter that we know of um, from... Uh, Paul to the Corinthians because there's other things mentioned that happened before but in terms of ones we've actually got it's the second one but anything which is a letter the context is so important to understanding it isn't it so I would suggest that um, I'd also say do use the bits in the main commentary as well when it comes to a, a part of the the letter you might like to write your song out of just to you know get to grips with have you understood it is there more to it is there richness often commentaries will point to other places other things in the bible um other contexts um which help you to understand and they can give you some some more song resources 
Um, and another thing you might like to do is find a sermon. Um, you might have a favourite preacher who has sermons online. I quite like checking out Tim Keller sermons when I'm trying to figure out what to say about a passage. Um, and uh, look it up and listen to the sermon. The, the one little caution I would say is because I, I see this quite a lot when I, I'm involved in various things where we get song submissions, hymn submissions. And it's frequent enough to be notable that people will say this is based on a sermon in someone's church on the 17th of March and uh, where the preacher said this. And you think it's just that the context is so obscure. Nobody, nobody understands how you got from here to that if you haven't listened to the sermon. So that can happen. You just have to bear that in mind. Um, but it's really useful, isn't it? You listen to a sermon and it gives, just gives you a line. It gives you something um, to help make sense of it. The Bible Project have a really good introduction yes! for Corinthians. On, uh, they've got an eight-minute video, which nice. is definitely worth watching. Yeah, brilliant. There you go. Oh, Google Books as well. That's my other top tip. Books.google.com. Put in two Corinthians commentary, and you get previews of all these books, and usually the intro is included in the preview because it's at the beginning, so you can read it for free. <laughs> is that bad, Tom? Sorry, I just started playing something on my computer and I realised it was coming through the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Sam frowned. Play, yes, I think playing a game. What, what, yeah, what are you Fortnite. playing while we're doing this? So there you go. There's, there's um, a few thoughts. Um, I th I've got some ideas for ways you could then approach this, but I'm just interested. Um, maybe let's go Sam, Rebecca, Olwyn. Just your kind of in initial, oh, here's what how would i approach this what would i do if i'm going to write a song from two corinthians sam what do you think i'll probably just try and improv around like if you like you say read it through jot, jot down phrases and then probably just trying to imp improv around those phrases with a chord progression or a loop or just you know go go out for a walk and just yeah sort of mess around with it musically to see what what works what sings well um and then see if it, that can lead you anywhere cool yeah rebecca I think I'll do what you're suggesting in reading the commentary um, of the introduction and then uh, reading the book as a whole, because obviously being a letter, it was written as one thing and trying to get the sound of, of and the, the focus of what is at the heart of the letter that runs through it and then try and find the verses that will jump out at me and look at them through the lens of what Paul was trying to say in the letter as, as yeah. a whole. Um, so I might just take the um, the element of slow songs from last month and use that um, in how I approach this month, but just looking for where Jesus is through this letter of Paul. And I think that's what I'm after at the moment. It's really Jesus-centric songs for our church. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that I'll be able to get out of it. Um, <laughs> watch this space. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how I'm going to approach it yet. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, I thought I might take a small passage and try and, uh, use as many of those like almost verbatim but not quite verbatim kind of idea or I might go for something like one of the themes um, so I'm quite taken by this whole idea in Corinth 2 Corinthians where it talks about um, super apostles and I'm thinking quite often you know these days it's like Paul comes in and says um, oh these super apostles came in and they were really eloquent and they were really rich and because I was poor and I don't speak very well you didn't listen to me and I think there's such a comment on the church now mm. in that because we're so drawn to charismatic leaders and how many charismatic uh, leaders have we heard yeah um fall from grace 
in the last few years. Um, I'm not sure how to bring that into a congregational song, though. So, but that's <laughs> that's kind of like what is uh, attracting me to it at the moment. But I think it might be hard to stick yeah. that in a congregational song. That sounds what amazing. Rhymes with super apostles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was thinking that sometimes sometimes what you do if you're planning worship and you know you're going to have a reading from two corinthians about super apostles for example sometimes you're not looking for a song about super apostles but you're looking for a song about something which is going to help when you have that reading you've set a context you've made sense so it could be actually that one response is to to write the song to sing before the reading um or to to give a broader context to the whole thing so then without absolutely absolutely naming it i mean you mentioned the verbatim thing that that is hard to do but it can be really great when it's done usually if you're going to set some scripture verbatim just choose a short section because the longer it goes the more obvious it is that none of it rhymes and none of it scans um but yeah i mean it's a, it's a really wonderful thing and it can be great in um just meditating purely on the words of scripture itself um, eric graff who's um, often involved in 12 song challenge does lots of that stuff and uh, does it really well um, i quite like to limit myself to a passage when i'm writing a song so just you know rather than add in a load of other thoughts interpret but i even if i'm not saying verbatim just try and use the language of that passage and the thoughts of that passage and just do that and if that means i get a vert a verse or two verses or a verse and of course just say i don't have to i don't have to pad this thing out i find personally that quite a quite a um i enjoy that as a discipline and i, I like the sort of creative challenge of it you you could however having said that you could say you know what's the thing the the one expression the one verse that really grabbed me and then you could actually you could expand that in a big biblical exploration of the whole theme around it so it could be a verse or it could be a theme of a passage i was thinking like there's a section on generosity in um was it chapter eight you know paul speaking quite specifically to them in their context and says some helpful things but you might like to expand that by going to what does jesus say and what does it say in the old testament Mm. and how can i how can i bring some of those things together um you could actually attempt to write the two Corinthians hymn, you know, the whole book. What's the whole, you know, what's the broad scope of it? So that by the time we've sung our hymn of three, four, five, ten verses, we've kind of covered the whole thing. Again, it, I mean, it's hard. Uh, it could be turgid. could be brilliant, couldn't it? So, you know, that might be something you'd want to take on. Or take that single verse. Uh, we just heard it earlier in the podcast, didn't we? Just an example of one verse. We still know that I am God and just meditating on that. Um, you know, we did the Taze challenge last year. That was a really helpful way of just meditating on on one verse. Um, uh, one thing I've done in the past, which I'm going to throw in, is you've, when you're faced with a Bible passage and you think, right, OK, I, I want to work with this passage, but I've got to rearrange it, make it scan, make it rhyme and so on. Is I will do what I call a rhyme study. <laughs> where I go through the passage and I just take all the strong words. And what I mean is just the words I want to have in my song, the the words which are, you know, it is not a strong word, but grace is a strong word because it's not a strong word. But, you know, they're they're kind of the words. And so you build up this little table of, of the strong words, the quality words that are in there. And then I'll just match them up for the ones that rhyme. And I'll say, if I match up these rhymes and these are my landing points, can I now match the themes around them? And I found that quite an interesting way of building a lyric which contains all the stuff but is well structured and every landing word deserves to be there. So you're never fishing around for a rhyme that 
is not really adding to the song but instead you've figured that stuff out in advance that's not going to appeal to everybody um, but it is one thing I quite like to do and then the final thing I would say is there's, there's also this kind of slight tension isn't there between go and grab a load of different versions and find a fresh way of saying what it says in there on the one hand with use the language of the text that you most often use in your church so that it feels really connected to the biblical text and i think both those things are good but there's a sort of tension between between the two isn't there maybe you want to decide to head in one direction or the other we can do this this is going to be exciting two corinthians challenge um i don't know how many verses there are in two corinthians but if we, i'm sure if we shared them out it's about two verses each or something like that so let's <laughs> see how you go that sounds like a david brackenbury stat sheet oh yes <laughs> It does actually, David. If you're listening to this, and I know you are, get your spreadsheet set up now. I do challenge through. someone to write something based on two Corinthians oh, eleven thirty-two. In Damascus, the governor under King Aratius had the city of Dam- Damascenes guarded in order to arrest me. There you go. That sings, doesn't it? It does actually. Really, uh, yeah. <laughs> really good really good (laughs) well thank you uh owen and rebecca and sam uh it's been fun this month we're looking forward to another great uh challenge next month all that remains is to play the featured song for this month and that is going to be the aforementioned all the earth was waiting by andy clark and elise massa until next time bye 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 All the earth was waiting Long anticipating For the true Messiah to come In the chill of dark Light became incarnate King of glory, cradled and strong He is joy to the world Peace on